Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nicely done, Colin. Nivens is in for John Grayson. Hello! So... Uh, This next story comes to us here out of Missouri. Uh, We're going to play you the audio from KSDK TV uh, because, and and we even edited this down, Colin edited this down quite a bit, but it's a story of a woman that KSDK first profiled when this first happened, when this woman was 16, but the government thinks this woman is not alive. They think this woman is, she has a social security number, but they think this woman is dead and when this when this first came to light, KSDK talked to her, and you'll hear some of that. And now she's having more trouble, and and they go through and they profile all the things that are wrong, and how common it is for this to happen for what? the federal government to declare a person dead who is still alive. We'll play you the audio here. We'll talk about it next. This is from KSDK. Madeline Michelle Carthen comes here to her favorite park for peace to escape the anxiety she's been dealing with for 17 years. The nightmare, um, corruption, um, no oversight with government. Because she says the government thinks she's dead. It's like a haunting. Madeline Coburn is a- Five on your side covered her struggle back in 2007. She was a student at Webster University, majoring in entrepreneurship and business technology. I got denied my financial aid. Carthen told us the lender even sent her paperwork showing she was deceased. Credit reports showed the same thing. Now they're saying, prove to us you're not dead. She couldn't graduate. (laughs) And nearly two decades later. It messed up my whole life. The nightmare has gotten worse. So it's impacted your education. How else has it impacted your life? It's impacted my life financially as far as if I wanted to buy a house. That won't happen. Because she tells us she cannot get a mortgage. She says even keeping a job is nearly impossible. It's just a matter before my social security number catch up with me, and then they have to let me go. HR can't process payroll. Our investigation finds the government wrongly labels up to 12,000 living Americans as dead every year. It's often simply the result of mistakes. Someone types in the wrong number. It happens to a fraction of a percent of people. But when it does happen, the result can be catastrophic. And here's where the problem can start. The Social Security Administration compiles what's called the death master file. Once you're added, places like banks, the IRS, and Medicare wipe you out of existence. If you're added by mistake, there is a devastating domino effect. I just want direct answers, and I haven't been able to get that. 
Okay, thanks to KSDK for doing a better job explaining it than I would have. Um, and I want to repeat the stat. The federal government, 12,000 12, yeah. times a year, declares someone dead who is not dead. And I'll also point out, we didn't play this for you, but KSDK tried, also on her behalf, to call a couple of those numbers and try to get somewhere, and they didn't get anywhere either. Let me tell you something. <laughs> dealing, with, dealing with government agencies can be extremely difficult. I'm just going to put that in, like like because we've been dealing with something in the uh, from, from Missouri like Medicaid for our son and all that and mm. it has been it, we just given up on it because it's it's been like one number to call another number to call another number to call another number to go in in person to that we can't get you right now we'll take all your information and call you back no one called you back and so I I feel for the thing that made me just like chuckle out of shock was like okay prove to us you're alive he's like I was i'm standing born. right here yeah i'm right here like yeah. I, like i don't know what else you need i'm standing right here and like but twelve thousand people living americans every year get get wrongfully labeled dead it's funny because usually it's the opposite that we talk about it's usually the time it, it makes news is the government um didn't declare someone dead when they died and then they're the victim of identity theft and fraud because someone will take their social security number and use it as if they were them and collect government benefits or something like that right so i was trying to get a sense of and i'm not i'm 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 having a hard time finding what i want to know but what can you do like what what are the things in your life that you need to do that you can do without a social security number anymore because i feel like because that's the problem is that it's all, it's all interconnected. Her social security yeah. number is all, coming it's the, up. It's the mark of the beast we all right. have. Yeah. So, and that's what she can't get cleared up. So, what can you do as a? I feel like you have to get your social security number for everything. So, without it, what can you still do to function in society? Because she needs it to work. She needs it to get paid. Unless you're working. At least. Unless you're working in a place that pays you cash. Right. 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 Um, unless you, and then you could get, I guess, a burner phone i don't know i would assume with the burner phone or pay as you go phone then you wouldn't have to because and i and and this is going to sound i'm not i hope this comes across right there are homeless people i see with phones right and you wonder like are they filling out the thing and all that are they just going to do a pay as you go phone situation and with a pay as you go phone do you need to fill it out with a social in order to pay that right let me ask a dumb question do you need to give a social security number when you go get a regular cell phone if I were to go get a new account at T-Mobile, uh, do I have to give a social security number? Maybe. Do they uh, run a credit check? Because if they ran a credit check, they would need it. You would need it because if you're like financing a phone or whatever, mm-hmm. then yeah, if that's all part of your monthly expense, I would assume. I don't, I don't, it's been so long since I've done yeah. the phone thing. I mean, it's just sort of like commonplace now, right? It's just, yeah. it's just there. Um, but then like, so if you, if you buy goods and services you can pay cash for them if you're uh-huh. getting paid cash if that's the way you operate because i'm trying mm-hmm. to think like if there's there's got to be some folks out there that are living off the radar right yeah that, that they're trying not to plug into the system that don't have a smartphone that don't have but what about utilities yeah right? or a lease you can't get a lease anything that requires a background check or a credit check mm-hmm. you cannot do so you can't do a lease you can't, there are a lot of jobs that you can't have because of background checks that need to be done anymore. We do a credit check for a lot more things than we used to because now they decide a credit you're somehow for some reason, your credit matters in a lot more jobs than it used to. Um, so what do you, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That we're starting to like hire people based upon their credit scores. That it's a factor now because it's, yeah, that's a, that's a whole hour. I mean, what is the, what is I guess the, the, the motivation for something like that, if you're an employer. The assumption 
and, and I'm using that we word know, for a reason. We know what happens when you make assumptions. But the assumption is that if you have a good credit score, it is a good indicator of being a responsible person because you don't. The biggest thing that will ding your credit is if you've had late payments uh-huh. on accounts. Uh-huh. And so, and if you've had no late payments, they assume you are a responsible. But you can have massive person. amount of debt and have a good credit score. And you can be like me that I have no debt and never really have except when I had a mortgage and I have a great credit score. But it took me a long time to get there. Yeah. I didn't accumulate the debt to get there. That's, yeah. So, also, does that necessarily mean that you're a responsible person or are you just good at paying your bills on time? Right. You right. know? Um, but yes, that's yeah. Because I, I was watching a video about a, 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 I guess a social media influencer. This this guy I watch, and he's he's diagnosed ADHD, and he was breaking it down for people, and he was talking about how he had all this money in the bank, tons of money in the bank. I mean, he was making money like crazy doing social media influencing. Got his car repoed because the time yeah. that it took every single month to make that call and make the payment was just agonizing for him because yeah. he has ADHD. Oh, his name's Charity. How how come he just didn't set up an auto pay? Oh, the work that I'd have to do to set that all up is just too much for me to handle. And it's it's it, that's not a it's not him being it's him being irresponsible, but it's not because he's broke. He's got a lot of money just it just when you have a um a neuro spiciness right. <laughs> that affects your day-to-day living in a very structured world that we reside in, then like that can affect it. So yeah, you are living a cash existence to yeah. the extent that you can. Somebody pointed out uh, Amish people. Do they have a social security number? I don't know. Well, again, let and me ask a totally, question. Totally kidding. But, but uh, I don't, I mean, I would assume they're not going to the hospital for births. I'm, I'm assuming it's a home birth. And we did a home birth, right? But we had the, the midwife fill out information that we then sent off to the state of Missouri to apply for the Social Security for the, for the littles. Okay. I didn't even know. It, so I just learned that. I didn't know how. You, I, I don't never knew how you got a Social Security number. Well, I assume did, like you're born at a hospital. You get yeah, your birth certificate. But, boom. But, but when you have it at um, when you have home births, then they take the footprints and the handprints and you put them on a thing and then you send it off and you have all the information that's filled out by the midwife that's, I guess, state recognized. And then you the time of birth, date of birth, location of birth, weight, mm-hmm. length, et cetera, you know, all that. Somebody called in and talked to Colin and said, could she change her name and get a new social security number? Huh. I, I think I don't you, know because my wife changed her name when yeah. she took my last name and it's still the same social security number. Correct. Yeah, that I doesn't would, affect it. I, yeah, I would assume the same applies. Yes, she can change her name. But I don't think that gives you a new social security number. It's just a mess. And it's a mess that she's had going for a very long time and has not been able to get fixed. It's a, it's a little disappointing that, like, this is something that she's been battling for two years and has a news uh, a group assisting her. And it's still it's yeah. it's still affecting her pretty heavy. Yeah. If you have thoughts on this one, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, uh, there was a story out of Slate.com talking about sperm donors and if there's really anonymity in that anymore. We'll talk about it because there's a story out of the UK where for the first time there, children born of sperm donors can legally find out who those donors were. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Nivens is in for John Grayson today. Dana Wright coming up at 2 o'clock. Okay, so we have a couple of different stories sort of about the same thing. There was a headline out of Slate.com that got very deep into the question of whether sperm donors really can be anonymous anymore and and whether they should be. And so with that, then, the BBC had uh, a story this morning that's saying there they have passed a new law in the U.K., that will legally let young people find their sperm donors. Hmm. 
And it's I think it's a fascinating question about that word donor yeah. and whether that's the same thing as father and whether when you <laughs> donate sperm, is there a way when you donate to make sure you're not found? I would imagine there are a lot of men who just want to donate and don't want any parental responsibility with that. They just want to donate and don't want to be found. So, you know, as, as someone who's adopted, this is an interesting thing yeah. because there's been some times when I've met other folks that are adopted that just refer to their biological father as a sperm donor because, you know, maybe they weren't there in the beginning. Maybe they were there and then walked out, whatever it might be. And uh, and so I find this I, I thought you were going to say it's, it's going to be hard to to hide. It, hide is probably the, the, not the right way to put it. If you're the sperm donor, because of the whole DNA thing we have now, we're ancestry.com I think that's true also. and all of that yeah, sort of stuff. I think so. that's true too. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a branch of this very complicated yeah. um, story. So what this means then is that um, people that were born using a sperm or egg donor in the UK who turn 18 after Sunday will be able to find out the identity of the donor because of a change in the law. And they highlight their twins here that were born of a sperm donor. Mm. And they've never known. They've always wondered right. who he was. So they turn 18 next year. And because of this law, they will be able to apply to find out his name and last known address if they want to try to find out where they came from. They already know some things because um, my understanding of it is that when you pick out a sperm donor you get a lot of information about that sperm donor because that's how you pick them sometimes. So they know yeah. their donor's build, his eye and hair color, and some of his hobbies like photography, swimming, and guitar. They also know he has a master's degree in business. So they know some things, but they want to, they want to know him. Yeah. I mean, there, there, as, again, uh, to piggyback my own personal experience, it is something that when you come up and you're, and you're not living with, your bi with biological parents and biological family, it is something that does... I, it doesn't weigh on everybody. I've known some other adoptive uh, uh, people that they, they're like, I got a family. I don't care. I'm like, well, it's not about that. It's, it's right. just about like knowing where you come from. I know where I come from. And they get, they shoot down the conversation and I've just kind of like walked away from it going, okay, that's cool. I get it. And I've had other people that are like me that have heard my own personal story going, I, I'm, I'm adopted too. Oh, I didn't know that. And they've maybe found them later in life. And it is just sort of, it only answers questions, you know, some curiosities about what makes you tick? Nature versus nurture. You know, why do I like this over that? Why am I into this versus, you know, more into that? And I think, but I, but I, but I would suppose if you're a sperm donor, you're doing it for a financial reason, right? You're like, you're not. Yeah, because you get paid, don't you? Yep, I would assume so. I think you get paid. I, I think you get, yeah. So I can get that where you're, it's like, well, I just, I just did it because I need to pay off some school debt or I needed to pay off medical bills or I had a gambling debt or whatever it might be, whatever. Mm -hmm. I just want to make some money, you know? So like this yeah. is the easiest way to do it, Right. I'm already sure. doing. I'm already doing it anyways. There Why not is. get paid for it? I yep. don't want to go on OnlyFans. There it is. You yep. know. Uh, so, but uh, you know, I, I I get where those the kids are coming from. I I just wonder if uh, you know if it if it will be a situation where the outcome will not be say Disney like they want. You know, where yeah. it's like an embracing and it's like oh yeah. Or right. did, didn't they make some movie about a guy that did this a whole bunch of times and found out he sired like hundreds of children? So wasn't there a funny like com like a, the a comedy that did that they, they they made about this and I could be wrong but I I've, I've never seen it but I feel like I remember hearing about it. There might have been yeah and we might have to look that up but there was also the guy who's fit this is where I'm bad with names. I can picture the face. Okay. <laughs> I just can't think of his name. 
There is a guy from the U.S. I think he's from New Jersey. We interviewed him on this show like seven years ago. Okay. In the early days of this show, we talked to him. And he prided him. He's a sperm donor. He prided himself. I should, um, maybe I should correct myself, a sperm donor. He did some donations like in the sperm bank. Uh Uh-huh. And then he just knew other women. That wanted to have kids. And and didn't have dads. And so he did it the old-fashioned way. And I think at one point he was up to 25 kids that had been conceived that way. And he talked about, gosh, I would love to find that interview, but it was so long ago. And he, he kind of prided himself on it. And he sort of said like, I'm, I'm, I've got good DNA. Like I'm I'm kind of a good catch. (laughs) And he tries to have leather bound books. He tries to have relationships with a lot of them and, (sighs) and, and, and tries to, and wants to, but what if you don't want to? Yeah, I, that's the thing. I mean, that, that's 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 what I mean by the Disney effect. Like, it's it's you might think like, well, he's going to embrace us and love us, and he might just be like, sorry, kids, I just need, I just need to make a buck. It's interesting. Textline makes a really good point. Allow that, and sperm banks suddenly have a shortage of donors. Probably, you're absolutely correct. And I do think too, like we already have an overpopulation is- issue on this planet. Like, and there's plenty of children in the foster care that need to be adopted. Like, perhaps we start looking more in that route. And, and instead of, you know, uh, financially incentivizing uh, somebody to um, parlay in a cup, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, both. Right. I mean, you I, I understand like a very, very good friend of mine um, knew she wanted kids and just didn't meet the right person mm-hmm. and wanted and knew she wanted two. And so when she hit early 30s, she was like, well, now I'm now yeah. I'm at the point where I haven't met the person. and I still want to do this. And so she picked a sperm donor. And her, she has two kids and her kids are, she picked the, sp- the same donor for both. Okay. So these kids are biologically hers right. and yeah. this guy. Yeah. So I think there are times where that's now, um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a big proponent of adoption. Right. I'm big because I, yeah, big proponent. Um, and I don't know why she didn't want to go that route, but she didn't. Yeah. She wanted those kids. She, she wanted to have those kids on her own. I'm not saying that she's selfish. I'm just saying that she wanted to do it because she wanted her like yeah like like if people were to say to me like well, what happens if your kids never have kids I'll be like okay well you don't want grandkids that's not, I just want to yeah. raise these kids I got <laughs> right well, you don't want your legacy to live on and like the way I look at it legacy is left on by what I'm able to leave behind that people still talk about when I'm gone whether that's biologically related to me or not mm-hmm. like like I, I get the whole idea like I got to keep my bloodline going do you. Do yeah. You, do you really? Uh, yeah. Is it really that important? Because guess what? Uh, generation or two from now, three generations from now, you're not even going to be around, and and you might not even be remembered. Sorry. Tell me, tell me if you can remember your great great grandparents. I didn't meet my great great grandparents. I Did met my great grandparents. Okay. Your great both sides. No. Okay. No. Could you know any stories about your great grandparents? I mean, I I had one great grandparent, one great grandmother, Jenny Jenny Malley. That I grew up knowing okay. for, not for a long time, but pro- I mean, I was old enough to remember her death, yeah. you know, at age 10 or something and like I that. And I can vaguely remember for, for my side growing up, the, the, the Nivens and the, my mom's maiden name, uh, LeCluse, I can remember, you know, some of those great grandparents, but it's just like f- faded memories of yeah. kind of like some elderly people in, in rocking chairs, right? Or lazy boys. But that's all I can really remember. I don't have a lot of stories about them because I... Didn't grow up with them. Now, my mom does because of her grandparents, right, mm-hmm. and all that. But, like, you know, I think we get this idea that we're going to leave this massive legacy behind. And unless, you know, unless you're a superstar, it's 
Uh, sorry, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. There's probably not going to be much left behind. So Colin found, thank you for looking this up, how much you can make as a sperm donor, and oh. here's why people do it. Okay. Um, on average, sperm donors are paid around 100 bucks per donation visit. Mm-hmm. You can donate a couple of times a week. They probably have rules about how often you can do it. Right. You can earn an average of $4,000 in six months. Let me ask you this. What if I were to go make a donation? What if you do? I had a vasectomy a year ago. I don't understand what you're asking. I'm then. saying like, like, are they going to take a look at it and be like, hey, man, there's nothing in here. There's, there's, you, got, oh. you, got, you got blanks, man. Oh, um, you know, you are asking are they still, a biology still going to pay me. I'm not qualified to answer that. I don't, I don't know what the biology of that is. So. I'm just saying, like, I think that's kind of an, like, um, do they test it and be like, do they pay you up front? Do they pay you on the back end. I they don't. pay you when they're like, all right, everything looks good. Or like, Hey, Hey, this, there's no, that, how do you, you get paid when you donate plasma? I think that's, do you think it's a similar type thing? But I think plasma can, I've, I've called into that a similar long time ago what? in getting paid. I mean, yeah, I think it happens. Do they pay uh, up front afterwards? I think right afterwards. Okay. Because, I mean, I think it's because, or maybe it's up front. I don't know. That's a good question. But I, but it, yeah, let's be careful. We're not comparing things that yeah, are yeah. totally kind of off track and, and don't like plasma doesn't generate babies. Right. <laughs> afterwards, oh, no, I'm so. just saying, do you get paid before or do you get paid after is what I'm trying know. to compare here. Yeah. I'm saying I, I would think if you're donating sperm, you're going to have to get paid after they make sure that everything is sure. firing on all cylinders and you're not giving them duds. You know what I mean? Like Texter says they test your sperm count. Okay. By the way. All right. To know. So you're just wasting your, wasting your time <laughs> at that point. Wasting my shot. <laughs> um, and it's funny. We, we're up against a break here. But that I think you're right that the genetic testing that more and more people do right. is making it. I, I think... Like Slate.com is basically making the point that you're going to be found whether you want to be or not. Right. And you can now you can control your reaction when you're found and you can tell the person that found you. Thanks. But no respect, thanks. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. And then they have to deal with that. So, yeah, that's an interesting conversation when you go walk in and meet a biological. Yes. So 913-586-7798 uh, if you want in here. We'll take a break. We'll get to more of your comments next on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You'll hear the voice of Nivens in for John Grayson and then Dana Wright coming up here at 2 o'clock. Coming up, we have a very unusual warning for residents in the city of Honolulu that we'll get to coming up here in just a bit. Uh, But we were talking about the story out of the BBC originally where a law there now says that children that were born of sperm donors legally can be given the information like their name and last note address so that they can go find them. And it's we've talked about this before um, at length about whether, you know, if you donate sperm, whether you want to be found or not and just how it's just so easy to find people now. Again, now that we have 23andMe and we have all that, it's it's just so easy to find people. Is there any way to truly stay anonymous? 913-586-7798. George has called us up somewhere in Missouri. Hi, George. Well, hello there. How are you all today? What's up, George? Well, you know, you mentioned something earlier about legacy. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. 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 Well, yeah. Okay. That hit a nerve with me because uh, in the early 70s, I found out that my true love had become impregnated, but then she aborted the child. And then I had an industrial accident, which left me totally non-functional. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 72 years of age, and I am the last sole survivor of my name. I have, I have no kids, no relatives. I'm like a dinosaur. So that hit the nerve about legacy. I'm so I'm sorry that I, I I did that. I just I think my point is that no 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 don't be sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I upset you. I guess. Oh, you know, that upsets me every day, man. <laughs> Can I ask George why? Um, and I'm I I, I can't I, I don't know what your shoes are like because I have um, there will be others of us even though I don't have kids. Why does it matter to you? And I'm and I'm not trying to make light of it. There's no way to ask that without sounding like a jerk. Why does the legacy make matter to you so much? I don't know if I can definitively answer that question other than, I mean, when, when I'm done, that's it with my name. Done. Gone. And, and that upsets you that you don't have, yeah. don't have somebody to, to carry on yeah. your legacy? Yes. Yes, it upsets me tremendously. We hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet you do. I do, George. I'm sorry I upset you. Yeah. I, no, I, I, no, I know. No. I know it's pretty did, cold, you and, and but you know, it's uh, people should cherish the fact that they have a legacy, and if they have children, mm-hmm. teach them right and carry on. I mean, I wish I could. I can't. 
That's it. That's all, all right. I got to say. We appreciate the call. Thanks, and thanks George. for listening. And thanks for kind of opening up about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I do not have kids. Likelihood is getting smaller. Right. But by the year that I, you're you, older than I get. Do you want to take our littles for a weekend and uh, par- mean, party with the siren? That's si- kind of what I do, Party right? with the wolf and the siren? Like, I'm the favorite <laughs> aunt, which is which is fun, and, 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 I, and I love that um, because that's a good place in society, too. Yeah. But I have... Um, my dad was one of three and so I have an uncle and he had boys. So Monticelli will carry on. Okay. So I, I wish I could relate to that more, but if, if this is an issue for you, feel free. I mean, if that matters to you, I am curious to know why. And I also get that it's hard to put into words. I definitely understand that. You know, I, and I think, I think maybe it's presumably as we get older and we have lesser folks around us. I mean, Mm -hmm. you, I would say, do you think you're, as you've gotten older, your social circle has gotten smaller and smaller from when you were younger and out more and doing things more and probably pre-pandemic and all that? It's gotten choosier. Choosier? Yeah. So, yeah. So, therefore, it's smaller yeah. by default. I think that, you know, we we kind of, you know, because it, it is true. Like when a man hits 40, they, they start thinking about their legacy and the things that they're doing and what we're leaving behind and what we're accomplishing and what we haven't accomplished yet. And you get kind of wrapped up in that existential uh, crisis moment of it all. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, and Lord knows that there's aspects of, of, of fatherhood. I wish I could be, I, that I wish I'd, I, I was better, better at in that moment, but I'm always trying to improve how I, I'm doing things with my kids and subsequently as a partner to my wife. Not to go dark. Go, but we're already there. It's one forty on a Friday, so that's the right time to go dark a little bit. But the thing that I do think about is, um, like, I write a lot, Mm -hmm. and I've journaled my entire life. And when I think about like not being forgotten, yeah, what I think about is what can I create, yes, to leave behind that will carry on way after me. That's that's more important to me than anything. Yeah, but I do think about like at some point should I throw my journals away? No, like because I there's some stuff that you don't like, is that even going to matter? Is anybody going to care? Maybe. And what do you do with the writing? Maybe. Is maybe, anybody going to care? Maybe somebody goes to a, an auction, right? Or, or, and they, there's like just these books of journals from, from a radio uh, uh, gal from years ago. And they're like, Oh, let's see what she had to say about what was going on in Kansas city circa 2016 right? yeah. or 2018 or whatever. That is where I think, and we'll get back to your calls, but that is where I think having the audio records, of people like us, it's I great. mean, because it's historical. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is news as it happened. It's you know, important to keep. Somebody just put in something on the text line, which is good. If you feel like George, you have no legacy, you can set up an ongoing high school scholarship or annual charity gift to a cause that's important to you. Yeah. So there is that aspect. You can leave a, a, a legacy behind. And and, and I just think about this, like, and this is kind of an offshoot, but like your Freddie Mercury estate, just some gal, his friend, held it for forty years. However, after his death. It, it fetched like $50 million. Mm-hmm. There's all these little pieces and artifacts of Freddie Mercury, who's been gone for a long time. None of us are Freddie Mercury. I'm not trying to draw that comparison. I'm just saying you can leave something behind if you feel like I've got nothing to leave behind. Yeah. 913-586-7798. Jim's next up in Bonner Springs. Up, hey, Jim? Jim. Good afternoon. Uh, Dana and Parks were talking about this very thing a few weeks ago. Scott Parks is extremely adamant about his name continuing. To the, to the point where and his reasoning is that he's very proud of his family name. So whatever. But he has two daughters, right? Right. Yeah. So, so he, he wants his daughter to keep her name when she gets married. <laughs> so what, what's that do with her future husband? Does he have to change his name? 
to satisfy, it dare I say, some selfishness or... It worked for Jack White. It worked for Jack White. I mean, well, okay. hopefully whoever <laughs> okay. she marries cares more about marrying her than the name. Well, I, I guess you would just have to find that right person, right? But I just... To, to me, I, I don't have any kids, and it's not, you know, like you say, you can be published, you can leave legacies in different ways, right? It doesn't have to be children, you know, and I came from a family of 10, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks, Jim, for the Thanks, call. Jim. I don't want to speak for Scott. He's not here right. to speak for himself. Um, I, I hope a man, like the deal breaker is not, will you take my last name or not? In, I mean, in a that's, that's a very, you know, it's for, for my, my wife's pretty hardcore. Uh, for those that know my wife, she's pretty hardcore feminist and all that. So she loves to make like, oh, yeah, when I had my maiden name before it mattered, now that mm-hmm. I have your name. And I'm like, hey, you know, like it's choice, right? You can. And I was on board either way. She wanted to go with it. Yeah. Um, boy, this has taken an interesting turn. Very interesting. Turn. Um, but the way that you leave something behind. Yeah. If it's not your name. Again, my head's going to a dark place. 20 minutes to go on the show uh, if you don't like it. Um, But like the other thing I think about is in the same conversation about the fact that there was a time in my life where it was important to me to be buried next to my dad. Sure. I no longer care about that. Cremate me and toss me somewhere. You know, who's going to go visit? That's, you know, and and we had this conversation with a family member recently in my own, my own life. And it was like, we, you'd never want to go there, but now you want to go there, but now you're not going to go there because it's like, again, I get this, I get there's this idea that like, well, we'll all be together in this cemetery, this graveyard, but that's, that's not it, man. When you're, you're, you're back into the ether, if you're believing reincarnation, you're getting ready to come back through, or you're going to be elevating to the next level before you reach Nirvana. Like, you know, I, I think that, it, I think it's pretty clear on our end between my wife and I and our, like, we're probably going the cremation route, you know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, sprinkle it's me, cheaper. Yeah, it's, it's a heck of a it's, lot cheaper it's too. cheaper, but also like, there's some couple spots you can take me out into and let me hang out for a while. Um. And, and, you know, it, I get the, if you really think about it, an idea of going to say a graveyard or a cemetery, it's for the living to come and yeah, have a, a really place is. where they can embrace the idea of you. Right. But like, like losing my brother, like we did, like we, until I make it back out to point doom in California, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be going to quote unquote, see him. But I see him and feel him a lot in my life when I talk to him, when I reach out and I'm having a moment or when those weird coincidences would pop up over the years where I'd be talking to him and something would happen that was very reflective of him. So I, I, it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a weird thing to grab a hold of. I get it. I get it. I think visiting the gravesite is not as popular as it used to be. I no. don't think it's, it's as important to people as it used to be. And cremation rates are up dramatically right. because it is so much cheaper. And yeah. so you don't have that physical place to go anymore. I just don't think it matters to us as much. When my dad first died, 20 two to almost 23 years ago um i went a lot yeah because it was just part of the process it's, part of your, also, it's, it's your grieving process yeah, it was i also lived process. there right i yes. lived in, you know i lived there and so but just over time i probably haven't been to that gravesite in 10 years well i was going to ask you because it's in chicago right or around chicago right, yeah, right? So, south. but you went back there not too long ago yeah i mean i go back did you frequently did you but you didn't go no it's it's also not his gravesite is probably 20 miles from about anything else I do when I'm there. Okay. But I just, I don't think about it. And then I feel bad that I don't think about it. But I don't think about it. Right. And so I don't go and I'm like, that's, yeah, that's okay too. It Because do, it doesn't mean anything less about the grief. It doesn't mean anything less about 
value or what that person meant. Have you heard the thing where people will take you and they'll, they'll you know, you'll get cremated or whatever and you'll get planted with the tree and they make a tree in your honor? Have you heard about this? I'm I, not, but that doesn't surprise me because we're doing a lot of new things. With I, I, I think like if that's if you want to leave a legacy, be, get cremated and, and get planted as a tree and, and make sure it's in a place that, you know, is not going to get developed and plowed over and all that stuff. But like that to me is that's a legacy that's worth leaving right there. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it on that note. We will lighten things up to end the show, (laughs) I promise. And we'll do that next year on KMBZ. Wrapping things up here on a Friday. Niven's going to stick around with Dana Wright for a bit here on a Friday. We won't make it wrong. That was good, wasn't what it? What a dad joke, man. I mean, I, what a dad. I, I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> I was like, I know that that, I, I think that's a joke because you're looking at me like I'm supposed to be laughing, but it took Hashtag me a second to get what the joke dad was. dad joke. Wow. What's up? Um, all right, let's talk about the story out of Honolulu for a second. All and right, then now. we got to talk about all the events that are going on this weekend. So this was out of KHON. City officials in Honolulu are sharing a safety message with the public. Stay out of the city's storm drain system. Oh, God. It yeah. comes after a homeowner claims two strangers suddenly popped up out of a manhole on his property this week. They said it's not a typical complaint to the city. A homeowner there said he was in his garage about 830 in the morning on Tuesday when he started to hear noises coming from his backyard. Uh, They said a man and a woman emerged from the storm manhole located on their private property. They said it's the first incident of that kind the department has received, but they are taking the matter seriously. This is like the funny stuff you have to tell people. Storm drains are not places where people should be yeah, out but or moving from one location to the next. I mean, I think that's what you're looking at. It's like a, a way to, to you're maybe running from something mm-hmm. or trying to hide or, you know, get across some area without dealing <laughs> with traffic, I suppose. So it'll be a first degree trespassing charge. Um, I'm also... Are manholes usually on people's private property? Sometimes. Why? Uh, maybe because that's where the, the, the low point is for a, a drain, right? Because okay. you're, you're, look, you're looking at runoff, right? Yeah. Isn't that what we're looking at. And so, uh, or if that manhole was there first and then the development happened that around it. Because so, yeah. I feel like I have seen it before in the lawn and landscaping world I used to be in, you know, moons ago mm-hmm. in, in like weird places out in, you know, s- southern Johnson County. You would hope they would be sealed shut. After, for those who maybe remember the baby Jessica story, when right. the well was left open right, and right, uncovered, right. Right. you would hope that they are closed but because a manhole is big enough to fall down. Again, though, you're, that's that's a lot of upkeep for not a lot, you know, and if, no. and if it ends up becoming now on private property, maybe it's not being attended to like it needs to be. Yeah. So stay out of the storm sewer <laughs> system um, in, in that city. And you got to figure, too, like you see drains right in front of people's houses, right? Then yeah. You can pop the lid off and go down. You see, you've seen that before, so that could be a, a situation. And, and it's, it's Hawaii, so it's not like it's – I think if I understand Hawaii correctly, I've never been – not a lot of sprawl in Hawaii, right? Like it's no. A, it's, a, it's, it's, it's pretty – it's pretty not con- the most densely populated state we have. Right. So, so. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, we have a ton of events going on this weekend that we, we need to talk about. I didn't even realize that the American Royal was this weekend. The barbecue was this weekend. Yeah, didn't out, even know it till this morning. Yeah, it's out at the uh, it's out at the the Speedway, right? Isn't that where it's located? Because I saw I a bunch known of the answer I to saw that a bunch of I, I had a I had a gig yesterday out at the at the Legends, and I think that they were talking about people pulling in over there. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, people. Let's look up the uh, American. <laughs> this should have been a basic thing I right, should have right. known before we started American. talking about this. I just Royal know it's this weekend. Barbecue. Um, yep, it's at the Speedway. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Cool. Okay, so that's what I thought. That's one direction uh-huh. in in town. I don't know what's going on Saturday, but then Sunday, keep in mind the Royals play at two ten. Yep. B 
Beyonce is at night. We yep. can talk about when gates open and stuff. And then Chiefs play that night. Chiefs play Sunday night. This is all Sunday. Okay, okay I'm sorry. You, you said I don't know what's going on Saturday. Because I, I don't know what's happening there, Saturday, there, there but everything a, else is Sunday. The Royals and Yankees are also happening on Saturday. So you have, oh, it's yes. a, it's a, I think it's tonight, tomorrow, and that's the final that, homestand. That would be the series, yeah. Yeah, of the year. Both of them are out of the playoffs. Um, and then, yeah, you've got Queen B coming in on Sunday. Okay, so here, and if and if and if you're into it, three eleven and AWOL Nation are at Grinders, which is I think a, a great one to uh, punch. But if I understand, it might be sold out. That one, that I think all of them might be sold out. So for Beyonce on Ticketmaster, cheapest resale tickets are going for about two hundred bucks before fees. Floor seats are over one thousand um, dollars. Okay, <clears throat> for Beyonce's show, parking lots open at five thirty. Okay, what a I had friends that were coming to town um, who, who weren't here for any of those things, but were just coming into town for something else. And the first advice I gave them was stay off I-70 yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Just stay off of it anywhere I mean, on Sunday. We're a big proponent of not taking the highway to get out to the, to the Truman Sports Complex. We're, yeah. back, we're back roads the whole way. And, um, and that seems to work out great for us because it is, it is a mess when everybody's on I-70. Stadium gates open at 7 p.m. Okay. What is happening in the studio? <laughs> I don't know. I just heard that, too. Sound like a baseball hit the wall. Probably. Um, so, again, parking lots open at 5.30. Stadium gates open at 7 p.m., which is one hour before the show starts at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It just that in and out at the same. There will be some overlap there, I suspect, yes. of if the game goes long or it just takes a while to get out of there. Right. And there are people who will get there at 5.30. Because they want to get there early for oh, some reason. Somebody said Bob Dylan's in town too. I didn't know. I, that. I didn't know that was that, coming up. We promoted that. Did we? I think I heard that on this radio station. Okay. Um, Bob Dylan. Somebody said uh, downtown Overland Park. Overland Park Fall Festival is this weekend. It's that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every every. You, if you're gonna look for something, it's out there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You got the, a lot, I mean, you got a lot of college football happening on Saturday, obviously, since that's the big day for college for football on the collegiate level. So it's just, what are you into? What do you like? Um, yeah. And real quick while we're talking about Arrowhead. Um, so Taylor Swift, if you recall, sold out two nights at Arrowhead. Yes. I do not understand the popularity of Morgan Wallen in country. I know you're not a country guy. I do not get. I'm not going to lie. I like that last night song. I, think I do like good. that song. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's, it's been number one. It was a song in the summer. Yeah. Like Billboard. It was the song in the summer. I mean, I hear it on the point, you know, when yeah. they play that one and the Luke Combs one. That's when you know it's a crossover hit. Yeah. And I. I don't have feelings about him from the stuff that he said that wasn't very nice before. I just don't. I like him. I just don't understand the craze. But so he is doing two shows at Arrowhead now. Which is wild to me. That's I'm not trying to compare him to Taylor Swift, but it's rare for somebody to do two shows at Arrowhead. And she was the last one that did it. And the only one that's done it for a while. Yeah, because even Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks was a one night only show. Uh, The last last concert. And then there was Garth Brooks. But was that... Did he do no. multiple? Was it just one and done? I mean, I got a list. Luke Combs did Arrowhead, Ed Sheeran, Billy Joel, and Stevie Nicks, like you said. Beyonce's only doing one show. He just They just announced a second one. So he's going to do August 1st and 2nd. So we're finding out about this of way. 2024. Like, yeah, of next year. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Not, not so, this weekend. Not this, no, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're not going back in time. Yeah. Uh, which makes me wonder if it's going to do the same thing. If he's going to start adding... Because now I've got his concert schedule in front of me. If he's going to start adding second shows to some of these big stadiums. Maybe. And also, side note, uh, talking about stuff going on, Keanu Reeves' band, Dogstar, is in Lawrence tonight at Liberty Hall. So that's that's okay. a, that's pretty cool. I see. mean, there's a lot going on this weekend. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's... Here yeah, we go. It's, it's it's the last weekend in September. Who's ready to so. party? Um, 
so yeah, there there's but yeah, going back to Arrowhead for a second, I don't um I'm just surprised that they think ten months ahead that he will still be that popular to sell out two nights at Arrowhead. You think it's think it'll sell out? Yeah. I think they wouldn't be doing a second date if they didn't think the first one was going to sell out. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, so, I, I think the track record speaks for itself. You've seen, obviously, the the, the hits. I mean, he, he got hit pretty hard with everything. But and he then, came back. And he bounced back pretty, pretty quickly. Bigger so. than ever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was just... I was just kind of amazed at that. So, yes, um, this is my like decompress weekend a little bit. Like, I'll, is it? I'll I'll watch the Chiefs on Sunday, but this is kind of the yeah. this is kind of the weekend to just kind of chill. Out. I had Plaza Art Fair last weekend. Okay, that was plenty. That was <laughs> having that all in my backyard. Yeah, w- was kind of plenty. Uh, oh man, there, I can so. only imagine the the, yeah. the S show that is trying to get in and out of. I have a love hate relationship with yeah. it. I yeah. think it's fun. Sure. Some for some of it, I don't like it when I have to. To try to park my car. Yeah. I don't mind parking two blocks away. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. parking ten blocks away. Oh, I get it. So. I, I get it for sure. Fun with you this week. I Thank you for time. being here. Thank Appreciate you. it. Appreciate you. He's gonna hang out with Dana. Yeah, I'm, one more hour. I'm gonna get You're out of here. Stuck with me, KMBZ. <laughs> You're stuck with me. And we'll talk to everybody Monday here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.